0: Good morning. I want to welcome you all to Boiling Springs Baptist Church this morning. We are excited that all of you are here. Uh, all of our visitors that are here this morning, if you're here for the first time or maybe you've been here a few times before, we want to welcome you this morning. We invite you to our church. Uh, we would invite you at the conclusion of our service to uh, meet us in the back uh, for um Uh, at the at the welcome table in the back of the sanctuary and we we would be happy to give you some more information about our church Uh, we have a busy day ahead of us at boiling springs this morning Uh, i'll talk about that here in just a minute about our schedule that we have set for this afternoon first i want to take notice of these flowers that are placed um, in the sanctuary this morning Uh, they is that right they're in honor of of aiden they are in honor of aiden and and his birthday that's coming up this week aiden is turning 10 years old On Wednesday, the twentieth—that's right. Uh, So we want to wish Aidan a happy birthday uh, this coming week, and so we're excited about that. Uh, This afternoon, we have a a very busy schedule, as I said. Uh, Immediately following our service this morning, we are having a feed the flock, where the entire church—and even if you are a uh, visitor—we would like to invite you to our feed the flock lunch this afternoon. Uh, At the conclusion of our service, we'll say a benediction, which will. Uh, Count as the blessing for our food. And as we make our way over to the LEC, to our gym, as you all get into the gym, you're invited to just have a seat at a table. Uh, A youth or a sixth grader uh, will be serving you your food today. And so as you go into the LEC, you're invited to just have a seat. Our sixth graders and our youth are going to be serving lunch this afternoon, and so if you are a sixth grader or a youth, uh, you're invited to get up at the start of our commitment hymn at the end of our service to head out and get over to the fellowship hall so you can start serving this afternoon. Immediately following our Feed the Flock lunch this afternoon, we are having our core value session with our deacons. Uh, you should have received a letter in the mail this week uh, inviting you to this Core Values conversation, which is church-wide. Um, if you did not, uh, there is a board right out here that has a list of where you are supposed to go for that conversation. It has a list of who your deacon is, um, and so you know uh, where that you're going to be a part of, and then there's, there's a list in the LEC Uh, that tells you where your location will be this afternoon. So we would invite you to stay for our core values conversation as well, following our lunch. And then following our core values conversation, uh, there is a Gardner-Webb choral concert uh, with Dr. Paul Etter as the director this afternoon at 3 o'clock here in the sanctuary. And so we would invite you to come back for that as well. And then at 5 o'clock this afternoon, uh, I believe it will be in our fellowship hall, Uh, We're having our spring spiritual growth section with Dr. Joseph Webb. Um, He's been leading us in a session called The Hidden World of Paul the Apostle. Um, It's it's been two great sessions so far. Um, So we would invite you to come to that uh, this afternoon at 5 o'clock as well. So we would invite you all to join us in our our busy afternoon, but an exciting afternoon of of a lot of things going on. And So we would invite you uh, to do that as well. Just a few more announcements, so we'd like to to please note on the back of your bulletin uh, that the adult trip to the Equestrian Center has been canceled at this time, so please take note of that. We'd also want to take note that on Tuesday, April 26th, so not this coming Tuesday, but next Tuesday, there is an adult luncheon here at our church at 11.30 in the morning. Our speaker will be Mitzi Johnson, um, so please take note of that adult luncheon that will be happening on Tuesday, April 26th. We also want to make note that tomorrow, um, from 10 o'clock to 3 o'clock, our church staff will be doing CPR training, um, and so there will be someone in the office who will be covering in our, in our church office tomorrow, uh, but our staff uh, will be doing that as well. One more announcement um, from Ellen is that this coming Wednesday on April 20th, um, all children's mission activities will be in the fellowship hall this Wednesday night. Um, All mission groups will be meeting together, and then Pick Up for Children will be on the Fellowship Hall side of our church. So Wednesday night, children activities will be in the Fellowship Hall this Wednesday. We are so excited that you are here with us this morning and that you have uh, chosen to join us for worship at Boiling Springs Baptist Church. Uh, At this time, uh, Matthew Heffelfinger is going to come up, and he's going to uh, speak about an opportunity that is happening tomorrow night at Shelby High School. So we want to welcome Matthew.
1: Yeah, um, my name is Matthew. For those who don't know me, but um, there about a, a few months ago, um, on Monday nights, me and a couple buddies of mine that go to that attend Burns and Crest High School, got together and created this uh, Bible study. Um, and so, we're we're, we're having this student led worship service tomorrow night at six thirty to eight, and it is at Malcolm Brown Auditorium at Shelby High School and um, so that's basically where the whole idea originated from um, talking a little bit about it it comes from, the whole idea is called slaves to righteousness and it comes from Romans six eighteen, seventeen, 17 and 18, um, I'm reading from the English Standard Version, it says but thanks be to God that you who were once slaves of sin have become obedient from the heart to the standard of teaching to which we're committed and having been set free from sin have become slaves of righteousness and basically it's just talking about that we are all sl- uh, slaves to sin and sin to something. And so we become righteous, but, it's, but how we be- become righteousness is through Christ. And so that's basically where it originated from. Um, all are welcome, so I hope you all can come out. It's going to be awesome. Um, a lot has been in preparation for this event, and so I hope you all can come out.
2: going to need a little bit of help with this first song and I wonder are there any children here who know the song deep and wide raise your hand you know you know how to sing deep and wide if if you all would come on down a little bit early for the children's sermon this morning come on come on down and help me sing deep and wide anybody going to come Please, Oh, good. Good. So y'all know the motions to deep and wide? Can, you think you can help the congregation remember how to do that? Okay, if you want to come up here and stand and do the motions. And I, I think Alan's going to come down here and just help make sure that you don't fall off. all right. Okay, let's sing it. Deep and wide, deep and wide, there's a fountain flowing deep and wide. Deep So we're going to Yeah, good. <laughs> All right, so we're we're going to sing deep and wide a couple of times along with this hymn that we're going to do, okay? Yeah. So whenever we start singing deep and wide, you all do the motions and remind the the um, grown-ups out here how to do those, okay? All right, so we're we're going to sing um We're going to sing deep and wide one time, and then we'll sing um, hymn number 142, There is a Fountain, the first, second, and fourth verses, and then we'll sing deep and wide again. Okay, so hymn 142, have that ready for us to go into deep and wide. So please stand. Thank you very much. Thanks for helping.
0: We would invite all of our children to come down front. You don't know how to you don't have to know how to sing. You don't have to know how to sing deep and wide. But all of our children are invited to come down front for our lessons on the step. Well, good morning. Can you have a seat? How are you all this morning? Good. good? You awake on this Sunday morning? Yeah. yeah? Good, good. What do you think of this fountain back here? Cool. It's cool? You like it? I think it's pretty neat too. I like that fountain. Well, this morning we're going to be talking about water, That's why this fountain's here. Uh, we're going to be talking about what water means to, to our church, uh, to us as people. I have something right here. Who knows what this is called? It's called a sponge. That's right. Everybody, everybody should know what a sponge is. Maybe you've seen SpongeBob. This isn't SpongeBob. This is just a sponge. Um, it doesn't live in a pineapple. It lives in our house. Um, but this sponge, who knows what a sponge is supposed to do? What does a sponge do? It soaks, up water. it soaks up water. Very good. That's very good. That's exactly what a sponge is supposed to do. It soaks up water. Well, I'm going to read for you this morning. It comes from the book of John, and it's in John chapter 4, and it's Jesus talking, and it's Jesus talking a little bit about water, okay? And so I'm going to read for you this morning John chapter 4, just a few verses there. In verse 10, Jesus answered her, you do not know what God's gift is, and you do not know Who is asking you for a drink? If you did, you would have asked him. He would have given you living water. Sir, the woman said, you don't have anything to get water with. The well is deep. Where can you get this living water? Our father Jacob gave us the well. He drank from it himself. So did his sons and his flocks and herds. Are you more important than he is? And Jesus answered, All who drink this water will be thirsty again, but anyone who drinks the water I give them will never be thirsty. In fact, the water I give them will become a spring of water in him. It will flow up into eternal life. So this morning, as we think about water, as we think about the sponge and what this sponge is supposed to do, that this sponge is designed to soak up the water And Jesus, in the book of John, says that he is the living water. And so I want you to think of yourself as this sponge this morning. And your job, just as it is my job and everyone's job that's here this morning, is to soak up as much of this living water as we can. To soak up as much of Jesus as we can fit into our lives. And so we can soak up Jesus by reading our Bibles, we can soak up Jesus by praying for your family members or for, your, for a friend or for yourself. You can soak up Jesus by helping someone in need, whether it's a friend or whether it's someone you may not like that much. Our job is to be like this sponge, to soak up as much of the living water as we can. Let's pray together this morning as we close. Father, we thank you for this church. We thank you for these children, and for their, their beautiful faces, for their, their smiling faces, the joy that they bring into our lives. God, we thank you for this church, for their support of this children's ministry. God, I pray that that as we would go through the rest of our service, the rest of our day, and the rest of our week, that we would hope to be like this sponge, that we would soak up as much of the living water that you offer as we can. God, we thank you for sending your son Jesus to live a perfect life, to die on the cross for us, for our sins, and to offer us eternal life that we may soak up the living water that Jesus offers. We love you and it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. There is no children's church this morning because of Feed the Flock, and so we would invite all of you to go back and sit with your parents this morning. Thank you.
2: I really love the example that Alan gave us this morning about soaking up Jesus and and his love Uh, like a sponge and when we've done that we can't help but sing and and want to share that living water with others so as we um, sing our next hymn uh, 537 please uh, stand and we'll sing verses 1 2 and 5 and share that love of jesus that we've soaked up please stand
3: Next Sunday, many of you know our church. First, let me back up. Uh, Our church has a scholarship that we award each year, the Bob Beeson Music Scholarship. This year, we've had auditions, and we have two recipients of that scholarship, and they will be with us next Sunday. Uh, So I invite you not only to be here for our service, but you will be delighted by their presence with us. They will both be uh, performing uh, for us and and be a part of our worship service this next Sunday. So we encourage you to be mindful of that as we prepare for next Sunday. We've got a busy day today. As you heard Alan say, it was kind of, you know, I hope you didn't get tired listening to all the things that are going on today, but it is an exciting day and we hope you prepare, are prepared to stay for lunch and to participate in a great discussion for our church this morning. So let us be in prayer for that as we continue. We want to uh, extend sympathies and and uh, prayers this morning to Cindy Campus and the passing of, of your... Um, mother-in-law, and so we will be in prayer for you in these coming days, Cindy. Uh, Also, Ron Blackwell, as he continues to recover from heart surgery, uh, let us be mindful of him this morning. For those who continue to battle grief and loss, let us remember them this day. Uh, Those we've even discovered this morning as far as battling cancer and and just dealing with some different health issues, we are grateful that the Lord is strengthening and renewing some of those who have been out for some time and who are recovering, and we are very grateful. And uh, many of you may be here today and haven't been here in a while and I know that some others will be joining us again soon who are recovering at home will you join me in prayer this morning God we come to you today as sheep of your pasture desiring to be led by you the gentle shepherd Lord lead us in your ways we come to you today much like those sheep needing rest and needing direction but father we also want to be challenged today as well We ask that you would comfort those that are grieving. For those at home and unable to be with us today due to health concerns, we ask that you would bless them, that you would heal them, that you would be a source of renewal, a source of strength in their bodies. We pray for those who are dealing with um, the closing weeks of a semester, both students and teachers. Give patience and resolve, help each one to practice discipline and the focus they need to finish strong. God, we pray for our service today. We pray that you would move among your people. Call us to a deeper commitment. Bless our time around the dinner table this day and our discussion about those things that are important to Boiling Springs Baptist Church. Teach us more about what it means to draw from you the source of life-giving water. Lord, in the dry wilderness of our lives, in the days of heat and thirst, you offer us living water. When we begin to doubt your presence and grumble that your love is unreliable, you offer us living water. When life's regrets and the bad choices we have made leave us feeling excluded and unworthy, you offer us living water. When circumstances or the inhumanity of others have left us alone and wounded, you offer us living water. We thank you and praise you, O God, that However we may thirst and whatever we may need to satisfy our souls, you offer it freely and abundantly in Christ. Today it is our desire to drink deep of this living water as we draw from your wells. And as we do this, help us to pass the cup to others who, like us, are thirsty for your grace. We ask this prayer in the almighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen.
2: Our next hymn is hymn number 58, Like a River Glorious. Please stand as we sing. Please join me in prayer. Father, we come to you today with so many blessings and with thankful hearts. And we ask that you would help us to remember that you really do hold us in the palm of your hand and that you are taking care of all of our needs. Whether we realize it or not, Help us as we remember the way that you have blessed us to be willing to give of ourselves to bless others. We ask these things in your name. Amen.
4: Scripture today comes from Revelation chapter 7, verses 9 through 17. After this, I saw a vast crowd, too great to count, from every nation and tribe and people and language, standing in front of the throne and before the Lamb. They were clothed in white robes and held palm branches in their hands, and they were shouting with a mighty shout. Salvation comes from our God who sits on the throne and from the Lamb. And all the angels were standing around the throne and around the elders and the four living beings. And they fell before the throne with their faces to the ground and worshipped God. They sang, Amen, Blessing, blessings and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and strength belong to our God forever and ever. Amen. Then one of the 24 elders asked me, "'Who are those who are clothed in white? "'Where did they come from?' "'And I said to them, "'Sir, you're the one who knows.' "'Then he said to me, "'These are the ones who died in the great tribulation. "'They have washed their robes in the blood of the Lamb "'and made them white. "'That is why they stand in front of God's throne "'and serve Him day and night in His temple. "'And He who sits on the throne will give them shelter.' They will never again be hungry or thirsty. They will never be scorched by the heat of the sun. For the Lamb on the throne will be their shepherd. He will lead them to springs of life-giving water, and God will wipe every tear from their eyes.
3: you choir it was the fall of 1992 and I was a freshman coming across the street over here to Gardner Webb and I learned in just a few days or a few short weeks the history of the town of Boiling Springs that there was a used to be a white building back there behind Lutz and Mooney Dorms that I remember quite vividly and there evidently were springs in and around or in that white uh, wood uh, building or structure that was back there And um, I discovered, like I said, just having been here a few days, that there were these natural springs. And so, uh, hence, the town and others, uh, because of the significance of those springs, gave this community the name Boiling Springs. On your website for the town, on our website for the town of Boiling Springs, includes these words. Water bubbling from the two underground springs that measured approximately five feet across and bubbling six to eight inches above the surface would certainly draw your attention. Water areas have always been places to gather for various reasons. These strange bubbling springs were no exception. They were a community gathering place. I thought this was interesting. The location of many events, including family picnics, campaign speeches, and even paying taxes. That's interesting. Um, Because the springs were a landmark and a good water supply, people began settling in the area around 1843. The first families to settle were... The Hamricks, the Greens, and the mcslains That's right. It was only appropriate that the settlement be named Boiling Springs. One of the first buildings was Boiling Springs Baptist Church, built in 1847, about 100 yards from the springs. There's no doubt where we're headed this morning in our service with a fountain and songs, uh, Come Thou Fount of Every Blessing, and Deep and wide, and uh, where we have been headed this morning. But what great significance I think needs to be pointed out this morning as we continue to talk about the source of life giving water that's found in Jesus Christ. To be reminded that the community in which we live, with the name Boiling Springs, has significance both historically and as we will see today, uh, helps us in the sense of where we're going spiritually as well. Today's passage speaks of springs of living water. I'm sorry to disappoint those who thought that I may be talking about the Antichrist or the seven seals or bowls or judgments or in Revelation today, but our focus and tension will be on verse 17 in this passage that we've looked at. And thank you, Cliff, for reading that today. John, the author of Revelation, writes here about those who have possibly been martyred, but more specifically, those who have been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. And in verse 17, he writes of the Lamb who has brought us salvation and this lamb is also the good shepherd. So this salvific lamb along with this gentle guiding shepherd. And when he writes of a lamb who will also be a shepherd, there's all kinds of imagery that we can come up with. We think of Old Testament scriptures and even New Testament passages as well. But in verse 17, when he says, The shepherd will guide them to springs of water of life. Our minds could drift to other passages in our scripture. We think immediately, I do, of Psalm 23 about David when he says, The Lord is my shepherd. And then in verse 2, he says, He leads me by quiet waters. There's something special about water, isn't it? Something very special in that we all need it to survive, yes. Uh, But there's something special about being near water. Just being near a large body of water is special in just a few short weeks many of you some of you have pools and you will be opening them up if you haven't already you will be finding a pool you will be going to the y to enjoy their um what do they call it playstation pool thing that they have you know you may be headed to the lake you may be headed to the beach maybe headed down the broad river but not only do we enjoy sometimes playing in water we enjoy like i said being near water we enjoy listening to water we've we've turned the fountain off here for the rest of the service but um didn't want it to be a distraction, but we've had the fountain running this morning, and there's something about being near running water. And I don't know if any of you had the sudden urge to maybe go to the bathroom this morning that you didn't already, but um, we, we wanted to, you know, I wanted you to stay in here for the sermon, so we've unplugged the fountain for right now. But, uh, uh, you know, there, there's something, again, special about being near water. There's a calming, there's a calming, stress-relieving uh, presence about being near water. You kind of just, you kind of get near the water, and you just start... You know, whether it's the lake or, a, you know, somebody's pool or, or especially the ocean, you know, a lot of times the bridges have great symbolism there as well. You always cross, you have to at some point cross a bridge. It seems like before you get to the ocean, you have to cross an intercoastal waterway, you know, and it seems like as you kind of go over that bridge, you kind of leave some things behind. It's why we always enjoy going away for the summer or for whenever it may be, even during other times in the year, we go away and we relax and we allow uh, the presence Of that water, one of the uh, water memories that stick out in my mind is I grew up in the mountains, or Hendersonville, the foothills of the mountains, and uh, we would often go to Pisgah National Forest uh, with groups or friends or family. But I remember Sliding Rock. Raise your hand if you've been to Sliding Rock. All right, yes, I see that hand. Thank you. Um, But. We would would go to Sliding Rock, and it didn't matter if it was 110 degrees outside and you had on nothing hardly, and you had a nice cold cup, whatever. You got in that water at Sliding Rock and went down there, and you you went under at the bottom of Sliding Rock. That's the coldest water on the face of this earth. Uh, It didn't matter how hot it is outside. But uh, when I think of refreshing streams, that's one, uh, it's refreshing, certainly. So if you get hot this summer and you're in need of being cooled down, Go up to Pisgah National Forest and slide down that rock. Uh, but it is a great attraction. I had some great memories there and took some uh, some kids there when I was a youth minister. But a, a wonderful, wonderful memory that I have. Some of you may have other water memories you could think of this morning. But the scripture refers often to water. We think of water in the Old Testament. We think of Moses striking the rock. We think of seas parting. We think of... Um, In the New Testament, we have many images as well of Jesus walking on water, of calming the water. Uh, We can go on and on about different uh, images of water. But I proposed to you this morning, this idea of living water wasn't new to the audience in which John was writing or that Jesus spoke to, as we'll see a minute in John chapter 4. But it's referenced, this idea of living water is referenced throughout the Old Testament. Most specifically, in Jeremiah 2, verse 13, he writes, For my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters. We also know of the writings, again, from David and from Isaiah, and one of my favorite ones is from Ezekiel. And if you were here for the Thanksgiving service, you heard me speak about um, Ezekiel and this vision that he had as he was standing at the temple. And the water, again, I think it was interesting, as I pointed out then, that the water began flowing at the temple. I love that imagery. Um, and yet, as the water flowed out from the temple, the water got deeper and deeper. It's in Ezekiel 47, 1 through 12, if you want to read it later. The water got deeper and deeper. It first talks about this water that's flowing out from the temple that first got, it first, it was ankle deep. And then it was, then it was knee deep. Then it was waist deep. And then it says it was water that could not be forded. Crossed. And what I love about that is that, you know, as we think about going away to youth camp or, or churches that, that, or, or experiences where we experience some great spiritual high, what inevitably happens after that is we begin to kind of come down from that high. I love mountaintop experiences, and I wouldn't take anything for that as a youth and as a youth minister, allowing kids to have those opportunities to go away to camp and to mission trips and to see God do some miraculous work in their lives. Things happened that will never be forgotten, and lives were changed for eternity because of some of those highs that we experienced. But what I love about that passage in Ezekiel is that it's it's in a way exact opposite of what we experienced with camp, is that we begin to experience God's love. We begin to, to, to put our feet in the water in the temple, if you will. But as the water goes out from the temple, you know, typically as we go away from a youth camp or a spiritual high, we begin to sometimes kind of drift off and go down. But what I love about the passage in Ezekiel is that as we begin to, to, uh, to, to relate with the waters there in the temple, they become deeper. They become ankle deep. They become knee deep. They become waist deep. And before long, again, he talks about a stream that could not be crossed. It is my hope for you and for me and for our church that as we dive in, as we relate with, and as we are filled with the living water of Christ, that we can be that that stream in Ezekiel that goes out from the temple, that goes out from this sanctuary, and that the waters can become deeper in your hearts, in your lives. And if they are doing that in your hearts and in minds, it will be doing that down the Main Street and Cliffside Drive and and, and Annie Circle and... um, uh, ...Gordon Drive and, and where, where, whatever roads we want to name here in our community, um, that, that water will become much deeper. But in this passage, as it goes on in Ezekiel, it says later, near verse 12, "...everything will live where the river flows." Everything will live where the river flows. He goes on to say, uh, "...fruit trees of all kinds will grow along both sides of the river. The leaves of these trees will never turn brown and, and fall. There will always be fruit on their branches." There will be a new crop every month, for they are watered by the river flowing from the temple, or the sanctuary. Their fruit will be food and the leaves for healing. When it comes to living water, we must also talk about um, the passage that embodies this better than any other. It's the passage in John, I'll be reading that this morning, you're welcome to turn there. But John chapter 4, verses 7 through 14, the story of the woman... Jesus, his disciples, had gone on in to get food, and Jesus is tired. He stands there by the well, and the Samaritan woman comes up with a jar. Jesus didn't have the jar, but um, let's, let's, let's see where we're going here. John 4, verse 7, There came a woman of Samaria to draw water. Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. For his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. Therefore the Samaritan woman said to him, How is it that you, being a Jew, ask me a drink, since I am a Samaritan? For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. Jesus answered and said to her, If you knew the gift of God and who it was, who it is who says to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. And there's a reference there to Jeremiah 2.13. Jesus said to him, Sir, you have nothing to draw with and the well is deep. Then where do you get that living water? Are you not greater than our father Jacob? Are you greater than our father Jacob? Um, You are not greater than our father Jacob, Are you? who gave us the well and drank of it himself and his sons and his cattle? Jesus answered and said to her, Everyone who drinks of this water will thirst again. But whoever drinks of the water that I will give him shall never thirst. But the water that I will give him will become in him a well of water springing up to eternal life. Later in John uh, chapter 7, verse 38, he references another uh, passage here about the, the living water. He says, he who believes in me, as the scripture said, from his innermost being will flow rivers of living water. The living water is the spirit of God, the love of God, his compassion, his tenderness, his mercy, his kindness, his gentleness for all people. It is the love of God that flows within us and flows out of us to the lives of those to whom we relate Out of our mouth, out of our lips, out of our hands and our eyes, the living love of God flowing through you and through me. Where does this endless supply of living water come from? That endless supply of water comes from God, from the spirit of the living God, the spirit of Jesus, the never-ending supply of God's love. It is not our love. It is God's love living inside of us today. My prayer for us, church, for today and as we move into the future, boiling springs baptist church is that we would turn on our fountains and this living water would spring up in us if we think of our body like a house i came across this this week and uh, it says open up our faucets turn on the turn turn on the water at full power in the faucets of our house Uh, the faucet uh you know in our bath the faucets in our bathtub the faucet in the bathroom sink in our kitchen in our washing machine the faucet on the outside hoses lord turn the faucet full ...with with full power and let your water flow into us and through us. Jesus said, when the Holy Spirit flows in you, out of your heart shall flow rivers of living water. So on this day, we pray, flow, flow, flow. Flow into our hearts, into our minds, into our bodies, and flow through us to a community that is thirsty and in ever need of this living water. That people up and down, again, every road in Boiling Springs and in Shelby and beyond can experience through our kindness and through our acts of love, through our words, our hospitality, the good, refreshing, living water that's found in Jesus Christ, our Lord. Water that is healing, hope-filled, refreshing, and water that is forgiving. The illustration I shared several weeks ago about the man with the sun and the storm, I don't know if you remember that, you know, and he reminded them, You know, Daddy knows the way home. Everything is going to be okay. Some people need to be told today in the midst of their shortcomings, in the midst of their imperfections, in the midst of their, you know, I've messed up, I don't see how God can ever use me. Some people need to be given a drink of this living water that's found in a relationship with Christ to know that there is hope, to know that there is forgiveness, to know that God can come into them and fill their lives and renew their spirits with purpose and hope that maybe they have somehow lost along the way. I wanted to draw your attention to the front of your bulletin this morning. Some of you, um, beginning on January the 1st of this year, noticed that uh, there's a new newsletter, if you get that. uh, Some of the younger ones here may not always look at that, but uh, there was a new church newsletter that was birthed on January the 1st of this year. We thought it was a good time to start a new newsletter, and I appreciate uh, the patience of all the staff and the collaboration that the staff has in working on this newsletter, but it's quite a publication from what it's used to. And so Betsy's not here this morning, but I, um, she can listen or hear this later, but I greatly appreciate her and her patience and her uh, willingness to embark on this new newsletter. But on the front of the newsletter, you will notice, I put this on the front of our bulletin as well, the newsletter is called The Current And uh, it speaks of the flow of our ministry. Sure, it has twofold purpose. It is current information. When you read the newsletter at the beginning of the month, it has current information in it. But it also has a spiritual component uh, to the content that you will read in the newsletter. It talks about the flow, the living, what is the living water doing in you and in me and through us and in our community. I hope and pray that you can read that newsletter and discover the flow of the ministry, the rhythm of the waters, if you will, here. At Boiling Springs Baptist Church. You've also noticed in that newsletter, and I'm uh, appreciative uh, for Stephanie Webb helping us with this, uh, with each of these, but you, you've seen a new logo for Boiling Springs Baptist Church as well. It's, uh, it's blue whenever you see it, typically, if it's in color. The logo's in blue, which symbolizes the water, and you see the little wave there as well. And it's my hope and prayer that as you and as others in our community see this logo, and they may not put the pieces together, but I hope you will, in the sense that God has filled us with His living water, and uh, what is what is the rhythm of His currents? What is what is that living water doing within you and within me? And how will we live this out in the midst? Of our, with our co workers? How will we live this out within our families and within our communities and within our world today as we think about missions, as we think about being missional here at home in our food pantry and care ministry and other ministries? What does that look like when it comes to home missions and international missions? My hope and prayer, people, is that the living water of Jesus Christ will fill our hearts and our lives in such a way that we can uh, be uh, the conduits, if you will, the vessels in which this living water is communicated and is shared with our community with our uh, larger community that is the state of North Carolina, with our nation, and with our world. If you've noticed this morning, I referenced the fountain earlier. But uh, if you come by, I hope you will, before you leave, before you go to lunch, uh, and you'll notice, well, first of all, you, you may see this fountain around the church in different places over the, from, from here on out. It may be in the lobby some Sunday mornings. If there's a special event in the LEC or a fellowship hall, you may see it over there. And I want you to be mindful always when you see the fountain of this sermon and this day this passage from Revelation, from John, and others throughout the Scripture that speak of the living water that is a relationship with Jesus Christ. But one of the special things about this fountain is that you'll notice at the bottom especially that this is not a perfect, these aren't perfect fountains. That bottom fountain is cracked. That bottom fountain has pieces that are missing. It's a flawed and imperfect fountain. In church, I'm grateful that we serve a God who can use flawed and imperfect pots if you will. I speak of myself and I think we can all fall into that category of realizing that we fall short and I am thankful that God can use vessels that are cracked and that are flawed and that are broken to carry this life giving, life fulfilling spirit filled, bubbling over water that he can use us, the crackpots pots that we are, to share this water with a community that is also broken and that needs this living water as well. I ask you, congregation, will you join me? And can we join together in agreeing that we are cracked pots, we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, we've all made mistakes, and we all still have times and, and, and things in our lives that, uh, where we stumble and fall. But I hope we can agree together and come together and unified around the sense that we are the living water. We have been filled. Excuse me, Jesus is the living water, but we have been filled with the living water of Christ. And what does that look like for us moving forward? As pastor and staff, as deacons and leaders, as committee people, as, as as leaders in the body of Christ, music ministry, youth and children's ministry, what does that look like for us to take and embody this living water and take it to a world that is thirsty and in need of hope, in need of forgiveness, in need of purpose, in need to know that somebody cares. Father, we thank you for this day. Lord, we've been reminded this morning that uh, you are the source of this life-giving water. And, Father, when we allow it to come into our hearts and into our lives, it does fill us with hope and with purpose. It grants us forgiveness. Father, we're thankful for the blood that you shed on the cross. As we sang that earlier about the fountain of blood that flows from Emmanuel's veins. Father, that blood is what gives us forgiveness. Father, as you use different imagery, in, images and metaphors throughout Scripture, you've used the one of water and of your spirit being that of living Water that can fill us, that can consume us. And so, Father, fill us full this morning with that living water. If there are some here today, Lord, who have never experienced that forgiving, living water that has filled their lives with hope and purpose, I pray today that, Father, today would be the day that their lives would be changed for eternity. Lord, for those who are struggling in here today, Father, uh, maybe they feel a lot like that cracked pot due to something over these last few weeks or maybe something much longer than that. Father, I pray today that they would know that uh, if we confess our sins to you, you are faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Father, you have great plans for each of us in this place. You have great plans for Boiling Springs Baptist Church. Father, take us as the cracked pots and imperfect, flawed individuals that we are and use us to be vessels that communicate your living water to a world in need. Father, we love you, we praise you. It's in Jesus' name we pray this prayer. All of God's people said, Amen. If you're here today and need to respond in a way of invitation, whether it's church membership or prayer or some other means, uh, you're invited to come. Let's stand and sing.
2: Hymn number 2A Jesus keep me near the cross.
3: lunch today you will just all you need to do is go into the lec and sit down and you will be served lunch Uh, my closing prayer will be the blessing and so in just a few moments you can get food a lot faster than anywhere else in boiling springs so we hope this is, a, this is a fundraiser for our youth and children. Let me also say, though, that, you know, if you're here today as a guest, we would invite you to come and join us. Don't feel like you need to, 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 uh, to give today in any way, but please come and join us for this lunch. We'd love uh, to, to have that opportunity to get to know you a little better. And then we do hope you will plan on staying and being a part of the core value discussion. Uh, we'll give some brief instruction about that and uh, where different uh, groups and units in the church and deacons are meeting. And so. Uh, we hope this will be a very positive and encouraging type of discussion about giving feedback about those things that are most important here at Boiling Springs. So I hope you will join us for that time. Let us close in prayer. Father, thank you for this service today. Father, thank you for the songs and the prayers and the scripture and, Lord, for the message. And, uh, Lord, just uh, help us to be that living water, uh, God, that you have um, uh, filled our lives with. Father, help us to, to flood, Lord, our homes and our communities with the spirit of jesus christ and the forgiveness and the hope that he offers lord we love you bless those that have prepared and have worked on the lunch today bless our youth and our children we thank you so much for them and the opportunities that they have to learn and grow this summer and father bless uh lord the lunch the gifts and lord our discussion after the lunch today thank you again bless the food and our conversation around the table it's in jesus name we pray amen